Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. Good morning. Looking out the window of my Fort Collins studio, and it's a beautiful day. It's my only my only day home for about a two-week period here. I, uh, Karen and I just got back last night from uh, Las Vegas where we were down there for the Garth Brooks uh, residency show. Uh, what a great entertainer. He is just fantastic. That was just just. It just was an unbelievable show. And then tomorrow, we're getting on an airplane, headed out to Minnesota, do some fishing. And then we'll be back here for a while after that. But we'll be back in time for next week's show, too. But I want you not to feel sorry for me. Karen and I do this traveling so we can research all this, so we can tell you folks about it. And we don't complain about having to do it. So don't feel bad for us. Or don't hate me, either. <laughs> hey, we got a lot to cover today. we got a lot of fishing updates to go through. Water levels. You know, boat ramps are opening, not opening. We've got debris in the water at some places and low water at others. We're going to cover all that. Rivers are rising. Well, how is it affecting the fishing? But there's one thing I do want to talk about uh, real quick, and that's Cast for Kids. There's two Cast for Kids events in Colorado um, this year. The one that traditionally has been at Horsetooth will be there next weekend. And then later at the end of June, Karen, is it, or end of July? I believe end of June, there's going to be one at Chatfield. And we'll tell you more about that one as it goes. But the one coming up next weekend is short of boaters. Now, what Cast for Kids is, they take disadvantaged kids out, kids in wheelchairs, kids that have other difficulties, and they get them out fishing, and a parent has to come with them. But it's free to the kids, and there's a lunch, and it's just it's just the most incredible experience. But they need more boaters. Um, what I've done on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook, I have put a, a post with a, a picture of Casper Kids. Click on that picture. The link will take you to the Horse Tooth event, and in that link, there are phone number contacts. So this is June 3rd, next Saturday. If you can help out and get some of these kids out, it will be the most rewarding experience of your life. All right, let's go to the phones and talk some fishing. Joining us from the Granby area is Dan Shannon. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Terry. Is it beautiful up there? It's sunny here. Absolutely beautiful. Perfect day to be on the water. We're we're getting into that um, two, two almost summer temperatures. Now down on the prairie on the flats here, we're going to get we get a lot of we get a lot of afternoon and evening thunderstorms this time of the year, and that can affect the fishing too. But I tell you what, it's just got that feel where you need to be out in the water, doesn't it? Oh, it definitely does. And you know, we've been out spending a lot of time on the water on our local lakes, and looking to spend even more time out there as the, as the weather just gets gets nothing but better. So let's talk first about the water levels. I promise people we're going to. Take them around. There's several boat ramps open, not open across the state. We're going to take them and fill them in on some of that. What What's the water levels up on your lakes, and are the boat ramps open? So we have good news. Williams Fork uh, water levels come up enough that the boat ramp opened yesterday. So Williams Fork Reservoir is open as of yesterday morning. Um, fishing was excellent out there yesterday is what we're hearing from from our guide team. A um, lot, of, lot of eager fish, both numbers and size, out at Williamsport. So definitely get out there while you can. That that lake hasn't seen a lot of pressure lately, and got a lot of eager, uh, eager lake trout, pike, and the few remaining rainbows and browns in there. Um, lake Granby right now is 
No, go ahead. Continue. That's okay. right. so, so Lake Granby right now is sitting at about 88% full, and it's filling daily. Um, it's definitely changing quickly. Um, our, the, we have uh, the Sunset Boat Ramp is open seven days a week there from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., and the Stillwater Ramp's open uh, Friday through Sunday from 6 to 8. So that, that ramp's open. We've got Grand Lake and Shadow. Both ramps are open there. Same hours, 6 to 8. All the lakes are fishing real well right now. And, of course, Grand Lake and Shadow, the the levels never change because the natural lake, which is good. So that's all good news. You know, we're, we're seeing the snow is finally melting. We're getting the rain, but we're getting the higher melt to start coming down. They're starting to capture it more in some of the mountain areas like Williams Fork and Spinney and some of those, and they're opening. And it's, it is going to make for some great fishing, the fact that you can get on some of these lakes you mentioned it. Let's do Williams Fork. That you know, except for some shore fishing and maybe some kayaks, uh, there hasn't been much pressure on those fish, and it makes a difference for a while, doesn't it? Oh, it sure does. You know, lake, lake trout, especially the lake trout here in Colorado, they react to pressures. Um, it makes it just makes them a little more difficult to catch. And when they see the lure after lure all day long, they, they're, they're smart. They learn. So you know, right now when the body water hasn't typically seen a lot of pressure. It fishes phenomenal for the first couple of weeks. So definitely, if you have an opportunity, time, time to hit Williams Fork is now. There's a lot of eager fish out there. And, you know, because of the recent, they're not stocking rainbows and cooking in there. Got a lot of really hungry predators fishing in there. But looking, looking for, a, for a meal. In addition to the uh, lake trout and the rainbows and, what, and browns, uh, what about pike at Williams Fork? So the pike isn't, it's not a... Not, not a growing or a, a huge population in there, but there is a good quality. The fish, the pike that we do catch, are typically those the better quality fish in the 38 to 42 inch range. Um, when you're out there fishing for them, you might uh, put away some of the typical pike lures and kind of size it down to what what they're for. Basically, right now, the same thing for the lake trout. They're looking at they're like anywhere between the two and the five to six inch long crayfish. It's kind of the primary forage in there. We're getting a bunch of static on your call. Dan, we're Uh getting a bunch of static. You okay? You there? Yep, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, well, you're there. We're hearing you, but there's a lot of popping and cracking. I wasn't sure what was going on. I heard most of it. So let's go on to, uh, let's go on to Gramby. Okay. So Gramby right now is fishing excellent. Uh, The water temp is sitting at about, uh, it was about 55 degrees in the afternoon the last time I was out. And, you know, those lake trout have started to take their first step down out of that out of that warmer top layer of water. But they're still eager to bite almost any presentation you put in front of them. As long as, you, as, long as you're finding the groups of fish, um, really all of your typical lake trout baits are working. A lot, a lot of tube jigs, the twisty tails, um, small piece of sucker meat is, is working quite well. The key, the key to Grandview right now is just finding the groups of fish. And uh, anyone with a boat and good electronics is uh, seems to be having good success. Um, and shore anglers are still catching a few lake trout, and they're, they're really having to cover some ground now to find find a few lake trout that are still stuck up in the shallows. Are you using a different presentation for the um, large lake trout? Uh, no, we just upsize. So where I'm, if I'm trying to catch fish, I'm going to just size down. So I'm going to look at the two to three inch size tube jigs. I'm going to look at your inch and three quarter, two inch twisty tails. I'll put on some, some half ounce spoons. Um, anything that's in that little smaller range is what I'm fishing for numbers. If I'm going to start fishing for larger fish, I'm going to size myself out of some of those no, those numbers fish. And the numbers fish on Granby is at 18, 20, 22 inch range. So I guess those are pretty typical size fish on Granby. 
uh, I'm gonna. Uh, those larger fish are gonna be looking for a larger meal. They got a little bit more calorie requirements throughout their day. So all up size six, eight, ten inch long baits, whether it's a minnow imitation, whether it's a tube jig. And I'm just gonna start. I mean, I've got to put it in front of a lot of different fish. Get one of them to bite. But you know, when when you do with that larger bait, uh, you, when you do finally get that bite, typically if it's the one you're looking for in the day. Well, you know, when you're um, with the water coming up the way it is and the lake filling, uh, you mentioned you got to look for them. I imagine it's moving the fish, too, not only the temperature moving them a little deeper, but moving them on different structures. Is that happening, too? Yes, definitely. You know, with the with the water coming in as much as it is, you can start your day fishing in one location with, with nice, clear water. And by the end of the day, that, that water is going to be murky. It's going to have mud lines. Like you can really, you can really see the conditions change as the day goes on. So, you know, definitely pay attention to your water clarity and know where that water's coming in. There's several inlets on Granby that comes in from Willow Creek, comes in from Arapahoe Creek. Kind of pay attention to those areas and what the water clarity is doing. And, and kind of, I found that my best success has been in the clearer water. If I can get away from the, from the super dirty water, I, I'm finding that the fish are a little more easier to bite. Yeah, what about the, before we move on to any of the other lakes up there, what about the rainbows and the browns on Granby? All the rainbows and the browns there are great. They're super active real early in the morning and also when the afternoon storms come up. Um, you know, the brown trout primarily are the, they're that, uh, they're another predator fish in there. They like to ambush, so they're going to lay up there in the rocky, rocky sections or, or we'll find them in mud lines in the afternoon when the afternoon thunderstorms come in. And they're going to ambush. So we're we're really doing quite well with those. We're um, same thing. We're throwing, finding finding those brown trout uh, stuffed with crayfish. So look, think about what crayfish habitat is, specifically in rocky locations, and then looking for them in low light and or windy windy periods of the day. Working that windblown shoreline, uh, jerk baits, anything erratic. I mean, they're, they're pretty aggressive. And we're actually at Grandview. It's been an excellent bite, finding good good numbers and good size. You know, we've been pretty regularly catching 20-inch browns, and, and our average fishing there right now is about 60. So definitely a you real know, fun I, bite in the lake trap bite flows. I, I think the, the browns and the rainbows get kind of overlooked at Granby because we talk about it, and it's famous for its lake trout population. used to be more well-known for kokanee, but that's kind of secondary, although you can fill us in on that. But I think the other fish get overlooked at Granby quite a bit, and it's a phenomenal trip just for those fish, isn't it? Oh, it can be. I mean, really, the brown trout, I think, and we have, we'll fish our mornings for lake trout. We'll switch to brown trout when the conditions are right. And, you know, a lot of times we have an absolute blast just putting brown after brown in the boat, working shorelines, you know, just fishing different areas of the lake that we don't normally target because they're not typically lake trout areas. So it can be a quite fun, fun change-up. Then, you know, you have rainbows, you're switching up there, you're looking for the inlets, looking for that moving water where it's cool, it's bringing in fresh food. And, you know, there is, they do stock pretty heavily, the rainbow trout population in there, and, and those fish do make it to holdovers. And, I mean, we'll catch them 16, 17 inches sometimes. What about now Grand Lake and Shadow Mountain? How are they fishing? Oh, same thing with the rainbows and brown trout in there. You know, I absolutely love Grand Lake this time of the year. It's one of the oh, it's one of my favorite times. First off, the scenery when you watch on Grand Lake and you've got Rocky Mountain National Park in the background, that dead calm water. It's just flat as can be. It's like a mirror-like finish. You can't really beat those surroundings. And then you go out and you start casting baits to shore, kind of working like your like your bass fishing spoons, uh, like Castmaster little creels, small jerk baits like your XR6. Uh, really, really big fan of uh, 
white colored jerk baits out there. You know, Brook Shoreline's like I'm bass fishing. And then we'll, same thing with the, with the brown trout. We're putting numbers, big numbers of brown trout and then they're mixing in some rainbows and then the occasional brook trout even on Grand Lake. So, you know, the 14-inch brown trout on Grand Lake right now is probably about an average. Um, and just huge numbers, lots of fun. It's a great bite for kids right now on Grand Lake. Then when that bite flows in the mornings, you move out and you can, you can still jig for lake trout and put good numbers of loads with those as well. Yeah, those are the phenomenal fisheries also close together, and you've got accommodations and restaurants right close by. And, of course, you guys are booking trips. How are you doing for trips? You've got some openings coming up? Um, I've got a few openings left this summer yet. I know our guide team still has a few openings, so anybody that's looking to get out, we'd, we'd love to get you out on the water. Yeah, and just go to Fishing with Bernie. Is that the best way? Fishingwithbernie.com. Uh, all our numbers and contact info is there, and you can reach out to any one of us, and we'd be we'd be happy to take you out. Yeah, and what about any of the other lakes that nearby? I know you don't fish them a lot when Granby and Grand and and Williams Fork are going, but have you heard anything about Wolford or or uh, Willow Creek? Uh, Will, Willow Creek right now is pretty murky. Um, I've, I've heard some people doing okay um, for rainbows and browns. Not really any talk of poking on Willow Creek just because it's taken on so much water right now from the runoff. Um, as far as Wolford, I heard the fishing out there is excellent. You know, same thing, rainbow brown trout love the cold waters. So from there, you know, uh, the, the bite's excellent early in the day. Same thing, cover some shorelines, get out there in long line, troll some, some floating rapalas and really put a hurting on some numbers of fish out there. And then the kokanee, you know, get out there early. Those fish are going to be out, cruise around, suspended over the deep water and, you know, Wolford, I think, is probably our premier kokanee fishery for the Grand County area. And uh, last but not least, I don't know how much attention you pay, but is the runoff really starting to hit the upper part of the Colorado? You know, the runoff, there's still a lot of snow up high. I I, I live at about 9,000 feet, and there's no snow where I'm at, but just above me, you still cannot see the ground. So, you know, there's still a lot of snow to be had, and the runoff, it's really ripping coming into Granby, so... That's got to be coming from above. It's, it's, I think we're going to peak a little bit later this year, but that's going to help our reservoirs overall. It's going to keep the water temperatures down longer and should keep our bite really good well into July. All right, my friend. Great information as always. You guys do a great job, and this sounds exciting. I almost want to cancel my Minnesota trip and come up there. Hey, you wouldn't be disappointed, I guarantee. All right. Thanks, Dan. All right. Thanks, Harry. Dan Shannon, fishing was burning. That is such a great area to fish, folks. If you're looking for a place, you have lake trout, browns, rainbows, kokanee, pike, all within that area. Just a tremendous fisheries. Get a hold of those guys and check them out online. They'll keep you updated on the conditions up there, too. And those lakes are roaring right now. We got more fishing reports coming up. We got a lot of other things to talk about. All that and more coming up on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Sad and lonely. Life has got me down. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 1043 The Fan, brought to you by Jack's Outdoor Gear. Jack's has locations up and down the front range, and unlike some of the past years, they are fully stocked to satisfy and take care of all your outdoor needs. Uh, let's go to the phones, and joining us from Colorado Parks and Wildlife is Travis Sauter. Good morning, Travis. 
Hey, good morning, Terry. Thanks for having me. No problem. You know, next weekend is free fishing days in Colorado, June 3rd and 4th, where anybody can fish without a license. And a lot of people just need to get back out and experience that. But a lot of people have a, a hesitation. They want to get their kids out. They want to teach their kids. They want to get them involved. The two things that people don't go in the outdoors for, one is lack of knowledge to get started, and the other is access to some places. Well, a lot of events are going on around the state to help overcome that uh, in the early weeks of summer, and you've got a great one coming up in Colorado Springs. Tell us about it. Yeah, and that's a, a perfect segue. Do we What we have is this event called Get Outdoors Day. We've been doing it, I think, since 2017, and it's exactly what, what you're talking about, you know, particularly for kids and for fishing, right, you know, to, to buy all that equipment, to try and see if they like it, or even to understand how to fish and, and the technique and all that is kind of a big hurdle. And so uh, with Colorado Parks and Wildlife, we recognize that and we want to help people kind of get past that, that potential barrier or hurdle. And so with part of this event, we're going to be handing out 800 fishing poles to the first 800 kids there. Uh, they'll get a fully rigged fishing pole. We'll provide them some bait and a bobber and, and hooks and all that good stuff. And then if they need Need some help if they need some instruction on, on how to cast we'll have officers on hand to help demonstrate that and, and show them how to get involved in this really awesome sport and a great way for families to spend time outdoors now this event is going to be next saturday the third and i believe it runs from nine to three is that right Yep, that's correct. So June 3rd, uh, we, we do pair it, you know, intentionally with that free fishing weekend. And it's, uh, yeah, June 3rd this week, starting at 9 a.m. will run till about 3 p.m. But, of course, if you want one of those fishing poles, come early because they, they go quick. And uh, we're going to be at Memorial Park in Colorado Springs at Prospect Lake, which is just a, a perfect venue for this kind of event. There's plenty of space for everybody and plenty of room for the kids to spread out and, and try fishing. And in addition to the fishing, you're going to have a lot of other things going on there, aren't you? Yeah, and, and to kind of go back to that whole idea of, of people just kind of need a chance to experience all these different outdoor recreation opportunities, right? And so what we do is we partner with all these vendors and organizations that operate in the outdoor recreation space, and so we're going to have dozens and dozens of these different vendors down there that will not only have information about, you know, their particular recreation, but, you know, they're going to let you try it and they're going to get you some hands-on experience and there'll be experts on hand to ask questions and things like that. So not only just fishing, but everything from paddle boarding to kayaking to uh, mountain biking to yoga, um, just all this whole variety of things that you can do outdoors and, and get some experience with it. I heard in addition to the archery, you're going to have some 22s they can shoot too. Is that right? Yeah, and so I think, again, another one of those shooting sports is kind of one of those from a safety perspective, but also a, you know, what kind of equipment, what kind of form and technique do I need? So we're going to have, excuse me, we're going to have an archery place with some 3D targets, and we'll have some certified instructors in that that can make sure that you're shooting with the correct, you know, left or right hand, depending on your eye dominance. But then we're going to have a 22 station so that you can safely, you know, handle and operate a 22, but just get some experience behind that. Um, so that's always a really big draw, too, is that archery and 22 station. And then if 
<clears throat> if the kids aren't interested in fishing, you know, one of the things I learned a long time ago, if you're going to take kids fishing the first few times, and this is a great event for it, don't take a young, young kid fishing with you. Take him fishing and leave your gear at home and just have gear for him or her and they're, and let them do it at their pace and they'll get excited. But if they get bored, let them run around, let them take a break, let them do something else. And you're going to have lots of things with all the vendors, but then you have something called touch a truck zone. Yeah. And that's one of the things I'm super excited about for this year. We, we've always had it, but we really kind of took that concept and, and expanded on it. So especially for those younger kids, right, that like all the flashing lights of the emergency vehicle. So we're, of course, going to have some parks and wildlife vehicles there. You know, one of our patrol trucks with the bear traps, so you can climb around inside that. Um, but we're also going to have a fire truck. We're going to have an ambulance. We're going to have uh, UC Health is a really big partner for us, and they have a kind of like an ambulance that specializes in strokes. So they're going to be there. We're going to have some four-wheelers and side-by-side. So if you're, you know, you're interested in kind of getting outdoors with that, that uh, motorized kind of style, we're going to have some information on that. So uh, basically all these vehicles will be hands-on and you'll be able to climb around and take pictures. So I'm super excited about that, especially for those, yeah, those younger kids. And if I'm not mistaken, there's no charge for coming to this event, right? Exactly. That's our, our main mission with this is it's completely free. There's, there's no charge for anything. Um, we will have some, uh, you know, especially because it's a long day and it's a big, long event. We will have some food trucks there. So if the kids or family get hungry, they'll, they'll, that option will be there. But all the activities are free uh, to try and to experience. Yeah. It just sounds great. Now, is there a, a website people can go to check it out or anything like that? Yeah, so we have our own Facebook page event. Probably the easiest thing is just search for Get Outdoors Day or Get Outdoors Day Colorado Springs. And, of course, we got information on the Colorado Parks and Wildlife website. But we also have two really big partners that we could not do this without, and that's Pikes Peak Outdoor Recreation Alliance, or what we call PPORA, and, of course, the City of Colorado Springs. And so they're going to have information on their websites as well. And it's June 3rd. It's from about 9 to 3, although if people want to stay after and fish, you're not going to kick them out, I bet. Oh, no, and, no. And, you know, we're getting the lake stocked especially for this. A couple of days before, we'll have our hatchery truck down, so I think the fishing's going to be pretty good, too. Yeah, and it's just, just a great time to get out, and it's a beautiful time of the year, and there's going to be so many other activities. It's just a great time. You know, a lot of people dip their toe in the outdoors during COVID. This is a good chance to remind them how much fun they had if they haven't gone back to it. Or if you've just got youngsters, I know I've taken all of my grandkids at one point or another fishing. And just the smile on their face, the memories you create are something that can't can't be duplicated. And you've got a whole uh cornucopia of outdoor activities going on what a great family day where is the park located real quick so it's kind of in the south uh kind of south central southwestern part of colorado springs um we're going to be off i think it's farragut and castilla or the kind of crossroads there so we're kind of going to be on the uh, i guess on the north end of the lake on prospect lake there and, uh, you know, I guess one more plug, if, if all the exciting events and, and vendors and all the hands-on activities not enough to, to get you interested yet, we are going to have some really awesome prizes and giveaways that, uh, like Bass Pro is providing a kayak, 
Shields has partnered with us of providing a nice, uh, like, uh, waterproof cooler with a bunch of different drinkware. We've got some other vendors bringing some really awesome prizes, too. So uh, if that, that helps get you excited, I know there's some pretty cool stuff there. All right, and this, to find out more, just go to uh, Get Outdoors Day in Colorado Springs on Facebook, and you can get the information. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Travis, thank you. Hope you get a great turnout. Yeah, I'm sure we will. We average, you know, anywhere from three to 5,000 people, so it's a really cool event. All right. Thank you, Travis. Yeah, thank you, Terry. You bet. There's these kind of events going on all over the state, whether they're giving away things or just having a fishing clinic or giving away some free fishing day. You can go out, take your gear. If you bought gear during COVID and haven't gone out again, just go some more fishing next weekend. You don't need a license. But get outdoors and enjoy what we have here in Colorado. We'll take a quick time out and we'll take you to one of the state parks that you can go enjoy these activities right here in Colorado. On Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, presented by Jack's Outdoor Gear on 104.3 The Fan. Been a million places and I've known a million faces, but I've never had someone to call my. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. The last couple bumpers we heard, last, uh, last come in in this come in, are both from uh, an ET that Wickstrom and Dover put out. We're pretty proud of that. Uh, you can find us, check any streaming or social media for Wickstrom and Dover, and give a listen to our music. Tell us, tell us what you think. Let's go to the phones. Joining us from Colorado Parks and Wildlife out at Jackson Lake Reservoir is Darby Shanks. Good morning, Darby. Good morning. Is it? You know, it's a beautiful day here. I bet it's a beautiful day out there too. It's starting off that way, so yes. Why don't you tell people where Jackson Lake is located and describe the park? Okay, so we are located approximately, I would say, sixty miles northeast of Denver, um, along the Interstate seventy six corridor. Uh, if you would come out here towards Wiggins, is the good uh, exit sixty six. Uh, you, then you would head north about nine miles. And then just follow the signs from there. That will come right directly into the Jackson Lake uh, west side. And you've got, and then, of course, you've got to go ahead. go ahead. Well, then we also have, it's a big lake that has about 2,600 uh, 2, surface acres of water. And right now we are totally full um, with some great waters this year. Uh, so our, our lake is an irrigation lake for everybody that doesn't know that. So our water does fluctuate and it can fluctuate really drastically during the summer. It just depends on mother nature, of course. Um, but when there is a call for irrigation down, down river, basically who has the water rights here, it does drop. So that's why we don't always have water. We don't own the water. There are uh, water rights here for irrigation purposes. Well, and it's, you've got all the amenities anyone could ever want. We'll talk about what's going on. Well, let's start, like, if you're coming out there, you mentioned the large lake. It, whether you're fishing or other boating, you have great boating access and warmer water, typically. So not only do you get the fishing boats, but you get people who just want to come out for pleasure, too, right? Yes, yeah. We get really busy um, on both ends. So right now it's been awesome for fishing uh, with actually having a nice spring i'm um, having those cooler nights and not just warming up all the way to 90 to 100 degrees out here so it has been really nice we've been at the highs of, you know the 70s mid 80s but um recently you know we've sometimes dropped down to that 65 during the day too so it's been nice and then like what the surface water temperature has been anywhere from 60 i would say 60 to 64 degrees 
um, especially in the mornings. And then it will warm up a little bit during the day. And with us getting hotter temperatures, that's when the temperature, of course, goes up. Um, so right now for this weekend, it might be a little chilly um, for those day users, but you will warm up to it. So, And then with the fishing, it has been relatively decent is what I say uh, for this year. Um, it's been kind of hit and miss for most people, but there's been decent wiper action is what I call it. And then I've heard some people catching some walleye algae. Um, but we also have other species here in the lake from crappie, the channel catfish, to, I don't know, I'm drawing like freshwater drum. Um, and Bass, I know of, you have. Plenty of common carp. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that um, I've heard some reports. I did a little checking just earlier, and there, there's there been some pretty good-sized wipers coming out of there. It It has a history of producing some nice wipers, and boy, what a fight they put up. And that's a great fish. And if you're looking for a place to camp out east, folks, uh, this is a great place. Not only do you have the warm water for water recreation access, but you've actually got trees there, Darby. We do. Not, not, not necessarily in all the trees, but we do have about 233 individual campsites that people uh, can make reservations for. And we are very busy on weekends, so rarely do we even have a campsite on a weekend. So... Um, you can make reservations, of course, up to six months in advance, just like the rest of our Colorado State Parks for camping. And then you can make that online, of course, through the CPW shop or through the 800 number. Uh, and then also we also have a big group camping area, too, just to throw that in so people know um, it holds right now 18 campsites, but you do rent the whole area for you. Um, you don't have to use all 18, but that's how many there are, and you do play, pay a flat fee per night, just like the rest of our uh, campsites, so there is a fee. And then also new, that's kind of new this year, just to plug it in, our Fox Hills campground um, that has about 95 campsites in it, it all got electrified over the winter, so we only have eight non-electric sites, which are just tent-only sites, um, in our campgrounds. And then, so out of the 233, um, all of them are avail available to rent, and then eight of them, of course, are just the tent-only um, or there's no, like I would say not electric, but any of our campsites will accommodate a tent, um, throughout our campgrounds. And then also that's kind of, uh, through, uh, through our deal through spring, um, we have, um, our camp, what we call camp uh, services buildings. We are struggling with those a little bit this year, but we do have two of them that are fully operational this weekend, which is Lakeside and Cove, um, that have the showers in them. Our Sandpiper slash Fox Hills, Pelican, our Dunes buildings, they, they are open, but no showers. So are the flush restrooms and sinks are working. Uh, our contractors kind of doing a little upgrading to our showers. So um, just bear with us with that. But the rest of the vault toilets are open in our state park. And also you have, uh, you know, you, we want to talk about it today, but you're adjacent to a lot of hunting opportunities out there. We'll get closer to fall. We'll talk more about that. But you do have archery right on the park. We do. And, and most of our archery is not open to the public necessarily. It is, we have to put it up every time. So we do educational programs. So actually this weekend we're doing an archery education program. So we do set up our little range. Um, it is from a certain time to a certain time because we have to manage it um, for the safety purposes. So right now this morning, I believe it's starting from basically 10 to 12. You're, it's free. Uh, we supply the bows and the arrows, but you do get a little education of, of how to do it for safety. And then you get to do that practice of shooting a, 
an arrow towards the target. So, so yeah, we do that. Actually, we offer several different educational programs throughout the summer, and we try to get them posted into our calendars and also our Facebook page of what's going you on. Got, what other activities do you have coming up here you know, in the near future? Uh, we have a couple of good ones. Um, our astronomy group is going to be coming out again. Um, I think it's, I believe, if I remember right, June 17th, that's Father's Day weekend. So we'll have a group that comes from our northern Colorado Astronomical Group. They'll be coming out and bringing their telescopes. And, of course, all these events that we have are free. You just have to pay for the, the pass to come into the park unless you already have the annual parks, uh, parks pass for the year or even that new KCW pass that's tied with your vehicle registration. So that will be happening. Usually all of our events happen in our Northview campground. So it just depends on the site. So the first one in June will actually be at campsite uh, Northview 237. Um, but these guys that come out, they bring their own telescopes. They're from little to small. Um, and they know the stars a lot better than we do, but anybody can learn about them. That's And then also if this, um, the skies are clear, they'll be here. But if it does get a chance of thunderstorms or a thunderstorm is going to roll in, they may cancel. But we will still have something to provide to you guys. All right. Anything else before we let you go? I don't think so, but if you do come out here, don't expect a campsite. Try to have that campsite before you do come out here to Colorado State Parks also, but we do have day use, um, so you're still able to come to the park, unless we get too busy, of course. And then we also, just to throw out there, we do have a marina store that we do operate here at Jackson Lake. It's one of the... One of the few parks that do have a marina that we are operating. So the, it is open during the summer from uh, 9 to 8 o'clock, uh, Sunday through Saturday, so seven days a week. So and then, of course, one more thing before you do go and launch your boat, make sure you have your A&S inspection before you go out there and start launching. All right, Darby. Thank you so much. Great place. I've been there many times myself. Great place to go, folks. And not very far from Denver and just easy drive and you feel like you're out there in the, out, out in the outdoors and just having a great time. Thanks, Darby. Thank you. You guys have a good weekend. You bet. Darby Shanks, Colorado State Parks. We'll take a time out. When we come back, we're going to change things up a little bit. and We're going to tell you about a group called Outdoor Pathfinders and all that from Wyoming. All that and more coming up in Terry Wickstrom Outdoors presented by Jack's Outdoor Gear on 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Before we go to our next guest, somebody asked a, a trout angler in Arvada, wanted to learn how to catch other fish. I'm going to talk about that and address it a little bit uh, next hour, and we'll probably do it around 1020 in that range. So hang on. We'll get to that and try to help you out. Right now, let's go to the phones. And joining us from uh, Wyoming uh, Outdoor Pathfinder, He's a retired game warden. He does the Wyoming Parks and Wildlife podcast, and I hope I get his last name right. Bruce Shiliano, is that right? Shiliano. Good morning, Terry. Shiliano. I got was close. <laughs> Good morning, Bruce. You still there? I'm still here. All Good right. Morning. So let's start out by what is Outdoor Pathfinders? Well, it's Outdoor Recreation Pathfinders. We're part of Wyoming State Parks, Office of Outdoor Recreation. And what we do is promote safe, responsible, fun outdoor recreation uh, in different ways. We may talk to people out in the field. 
we informed them about outdoor recreation opportunities in Wyoming, and we provide education uh, regarding responsible outdoor recreation. And what types of activities do you provide? Do you do that education in group settings, on one-on-one, online? How do you try to provide that education? Actually, all of those different ways. Uh, We do have a really cool app called the Wonder Map, which uh, folks can go to through the Office of Outdoor Recreation website. And on that app, they can choose the various activities that they might want to engage in. For example, hiking. And if they choose hiking, it'll bring up all the hiking trailheads in Wyoming. Same way with camping. It'll show you all the private and public campgrounds in Wyoming. Uh, Snow machine trails, ATV trails, horse motels, shooting ranges. If it has to do with outdoor recreation, our Wonder Map has it. Now, we're getting, this is the last weekend of Safe Boating Week. And, of course, we want people to boat safely all year long. And that's one of the things that you guys stress. And I think uh, you and I talked earlier, and we're going to talk a little bit about safe boating and what, what Wyoming requires. But I think one thing we've been stressing in almost all outdoor activity, and it certainly applies to boating, with the number of new people that have gotten into the outdoors, and that's no before you go. Would you agree with that? Oh, certainly. And uh, its preparation is key to a successful outdoor recreation experience. And when it comes to boating, uh, it's even more important because uh, you need to prepare uh, your watercraft, that it is everything is operational, you have the required safety equipment, you're ready for the weather, and you're also prepared in terms of operation. And that may mean taking an online watercraft safety course, or in Wyoming, we have the uh, paddle courses. Yeah, you know, and people, unfortunately, because our we used to be an agrarian society, I'm older than dirt, and, and people lived outdoors in small boats, were on everybody's backyard in lakes and water, and then you graduated and bought bigger boats as you grew up, and but you kind of experienced it and had mentors, and they were part of your family. But with people, now that we're an urban society, a lot of people don't grow up with that experience and, and don't have mentors. So what happens is they go by their first watercraft, and sometimes it's a 200-horsepower boat with no brakes, but nobody's really taught them how to operate it. So it really is important to learn the operation. But let's go through some of the other safety aspects. What are the required safety equipments in Wyoming? And, and, and maybe they're different than Colorado. Maybe they're the same. Well, all watercraft, uh, including paddle boards, are required to have a Coast Guard-approved personal flotation device. That's Most people call that a life jacket. And that has to be of the proper size uh, for everyone on board. And those life jackets need to be in good serviceable condition. In other words, they should not have torn straps, should not have holes in them, they should not be waterlogged, etc. So they must be usable and they must be accessible. Now, some boats, depending on whether they have uh, enclosed hulls, et cetera, uh, may be required to have a fire extinguisher on board. Um, But I will say, having been on a boat that did catch fire, uh, having a fire extinguisher is a good plan 
uh, no matter whether you're actually legally required to have it or not. Um, Boats 16 feet and over in Wyoming, in addition to a wearable life jacket, must also have what is called a throwable device. And this is most likely, most people think of this as a cushion with straps on it that's Coast Guard approved. Ring buoys work also. And that's pretty darn important too because actually most people drown uh, in watercraft um, incidences by being thrown overboard or they fall out of a boat. So having something to toss to somebody else uh, is, is pretty useful. There's also requirements in terms of lighting, navigational lighting, and that can vary whether between powered watercraft or hand-powered watercraft. And those thing, kinds of things are spelled out in the watercraft regulations. Now, in Wyoming, uh, paddlecraft, some of them are treated a little different. Colorado, Colorado classifies a paddleboard as a a watercraft, you classify it as a water sport toy. Does that prevent present any different regulations for the two? Well, actually, it's thought of as a water sport toy. However, the law was um, changed not terribly long ago uh, that put, in essence, uh, paddle boards in the same category as other watercraft in terms of life jacket requirements, for example. Right now, the, really the only difference between paddle boards and, and other watercraft it has to do with aquatic invasive species and when re- inspections are required. So, and, you know, one of the things that I want to go a, a step beyond the regulations, um, first of all, I think in both states, if you're under 13, you have to have your life jacket on at all times. Uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on that. But paddleboarders, I see them, they're required by law to have a light jacket on the, the craft. Well, I see it strapped to the front of the paddleboard, and so few paddleboarders tether themselves to the paddleboard. And, boy, if you get in a windy condition and you fall out, especially in cold water, if you think you can make your way back to that paddleboard without getting in trouble, you're probably kidding yourself, aren't you? I agree with you. Um, and, again, it's... You can't plan for these incidences. You're not going to wake up one morning and say, yes, I'm going to get thrown off my paddleboard or I'm going to be, I'm going to fall out of my boat and this is what's going to happen. No, it usually comes as a surprise. And when you hit that cold water, you're really going to be surprised. Uh, and it, it affects you both mentally and physically um, in terms of uh, reducing your ability to swim and get back to the paddleboard, for example. So in terms of wearing a life jacket, sure, uh, you might, the law might say you can have that uh, life jacket on the paddleboard and you're good to go, but in real life, uh, one should be wearing it. Now, now, we only have about a minute left, but there's one other topic I wanted to spend some time on, but we'll hit it real quick, and that's the fact People love to go boating, and they love the people in the boat that enjoy an adult beverage, but a couple things come into play. One of, one of that, in Colorado, it's illegal to boat while intoxicated. I would assume it is in Wyoming, too. You can fill us in on that. But the other thing is that when you're out in the water, the, the motion of the waves, the heat of the sun, 
all these things affect you, you become much more susceptible, even if you're not consuming alcohol, to being not as totally functional as you could be. But, boy, if you're drinking, it just amplifies it, doesn't it? It does. It, it amplifies it. And as you said, it's, it's important to remember that the wind, the sun, and the waves will even impair you whether you've been drinking or uh, um, using um, drugs or whatever. And then you add on those uh, substances and you can be in pro uh, trouble real quick. Real quick, we've got to go. Give us the website again if people want more information about Pathfinders. Yeah, if they would Google Wyoming Office of Outdoor Recreation, it'll come up there. And, uh, it's, again, it's part of Wyoming State Parks. All right, my friend, thank you for joining us. We'll look forward to having you on again. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. You bet. That's Bruce from uh, Pathfinders up in Wyoming. We're going to take a quick time out, and Nate Zielinski is going to join us, and we're going to talk fishing on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors and 104.3 The Fan.